Springfield. Springfield was one of a row of three cottages built by my great-great-grandfather on Locks Road, which was then a quiet country lane in a small village on the south coast of Hampshire. The initial white-painted detached house known as Dorcas Cottage being my great-great-grandfather's family home, with the two others being a pair of Edwardian semis, built later for one of his sons, one of whom was my great-grandfather. Dorcas Cottage was born from tragedy being named after my great-grandfather's sister who was murdered by her boyfriend on a railway bridge in a nearby lane. Soon after, there were two more tragedies. In the early 1900s, my grandmother's four-year-old brother Joe fell into a copper boiler and died from scalding. A few years later, her mother died a slow, painful death at the hands of the consumption. Some 50 years later, my father, not being one for superstition or paranormal, was shocked to see what he strongly believed to be a semi-transparent apparition of a lady in white, Edwardian-type dress, drifting around the site of the tragedy. My grandmother also used to tell me that she did not like being in that vicinity when walking back to her house after visiting her brother and sisters late in the evening. I personally had a very similar experience some years later with the sense of being watched, and some very strange noises slash bangs slash rattles from inside an adjacent outbuilding. That haunted spot has since been developed and now accommodates a rather cramped new-build house. The house had a host of strange goings-on with several occurrences in the early 2000s before the last of my family members moved out. My grandmother had sadly passed away, but I felt her presence had not entirely left the house, which, by this time, was now being lived in solely by my uncle and his wife. On one particular occasion, a visitor to the house was reversing and swore somebody had just walked behind the car into her reversing lights. When asked to describe who she'd seen, she described my grandmother in such detail that she even described her hair, posture, and the style and color of her clothes. The witness had never met my grandmother, who had passed away a year or so previously. On another occasion, my wife and I were visiting my uncle and his wife, and were seated in his lounge. My uncle was standing in the doorway discussing something controversial, which my grandmother would not have approved of, when tremendous banging and shaking started from the staircase behind him. This could not be explained, but my uncle bizarrely ignored all the noises. We later found out that his wife often used to hear my grandmother's voice calling her name in a scolding fashion, and was frankly petrified. A few months later, they sold up and moved out. We helped them move, and as they left the house for the final time, she closed her eyes and did not look back, and said, Just get me out of here. We were recently discussing the strange experiences in the old house during a Christmas family party, at which, after years of denial, my uncle admitted that strange things had happened to him whilst he lived there. We all hated going upstairs after dark as there would be a strange atmosphere, almost evil. My sister spoke of a time when she had nightmares, in which she went to her great aunt's room in the house, only to be confronted by a boy in Edwardian clothes climbing through the window. She dismissed this as just a bad dream until she visited our confused old great aunt who seemed very upset with her. When asked what was the matter, she snapped at my sister, Why did you come into my room with that boy the other night? My sister replied that she had not, only to be told, Yes, you did. You came through that window with that boy. That was over 25 years ago. And the experience still troubles my sister.
Dad My dad passed away in September 2017 after getting out of bed late at night. He fell down and hit his head on the walk-in closet doorframe and didn't regain consciousness even after he was taken to the hospital. I believe that his spirit was thrown from his body at that point. He had no spiritual beliefs and didn't seem to believe in any kind of afterlife. He was very attached to his home that he had built himself and lived in for about 28 years. His health had deteriorated as he got older and he was frequently not very happy and in a lot of pain. So he had basically passed away very unexpectedly and without warning or preparation. At his funeral, I got up and read some Holy Bible verses. It was very quiet in the room or chapel, and as I was reading, there was a very loud popping sound in the walls or ceiling. I pretty much knew right then that his spirit or ghost was there watching. Afterwards, when I would go up and stay in his house, I would often sense his presence and hear popping, clicking, or thumping noises in the house, particularly late at night when it was quiet. It was a little disturbing, to say the least, and took some time to figure out that he had become a ghost or earthbound spirit. In the month of March 2021, after installing some home security video cameras, I started hearing those sounds again and seeing white shapes, very fast-moving orbs, at night when it was dark inside the house. Sometimes it had like a face on the front or tip of the fast-moving orbs or shapes. They were always very hard to make out. I have figured out that he is still residing in his house, and have captured many videos of him moving about in different parts or rooms of the house. In other words, it has become a haunted house. I have tried to communicate or talk to his ghost or spirit in order to try and get him to move on or leave the house. This is primarily because some other members of my family want to sell the house soon. But, that said, I think it might not be such a good idea to sell it as long as his ghost or spirit still resides there. Unless, of course, any prospective new owners are made aware of it being a haunted house. So, after trying numerous rituals or methods to get him to move on or leave this house, he still remains, or is perhaps stuck or trapped in some way. He was a very stubborn person and has become even more so as a ghost. I will keep trying to get the ghost out of there, but it does seem somewhat difficult to get him to vacate or leave his house. The Haunted Lot When I was a kid, my friends and I would usually meet to play at around 3 or 4 p.m., until 6 or 7 p.m., or sometimes 10 if there was a party at one of our houses. We were aged around 6 to 9 years old at this time, and I was the eldest. We didn't usually ring each other's doorbells or shout our friends' names outside their homes to play. We would just hang out in front of their house and wait for them to peek outside to know we were waiting for them. One day, we met around 3 or 4 in the afternoon. There were four of us. Kanito, who was 6, Rajay, who was 7, Sian, who was 8, and me who's nine. Sian and Rajay are cousins, and I was the only girl in the group. There were still a lot of vacant lots back then, but now the street's almost full of houses. After meeting in front of our house, we talked about what we were going to do that day. Since there was a new house being built on our street, we decided to play there with the workers, as we knew it's around their break time, and since we were still kids and really mischievous, the workers didn't seem to mind when we were at the site, as long as they weren't working. When we got to the site, which was around four lots away from my house, we noticed that it was quiet and the straw door was closed. 
As I said, we were mischievous back then, so we still went inside and opened the door. The construction site was empty, and no one was around. And since we had an active imagination, we thought that maybe they were hiding from us, knowing we were going to come and visit at that time of the day. I came up with the thought that maybe they were hiding behind the walls, the walls that separates each street of the subdivision. The site was big, maybe around 400 square meters, so it maybe took 30 seconds or so for us to reach the wall. As we were about halfway there, when we passed by the makeshift plywood hut, the battery-powered radio suddenly turned on by itself. A moment just before the radio turned on, I heard a nail fall from somewhere within the construction site. It was just several meters away from us, but the house consisted only of columns, floors, and stairs, so we could easily see if someone was there. It confused me as to why a nail would fall from somewhere inside the unfinished house since no one was around. Then I thought maybe it was the wind, but it was impossible, as there was only a breeze then. I also thought that maybe a bird had nudged it, but then I never saw a bird fly away from the noise. Back to the radio. The radio was placed hanging near the roof outside of the makeshift hut, which was maybe about six feet high. Me being the eldest and tallest of the group, at almost five feet, I was the only one who could reach it if I stood on the bench just below the radio. But none of us had touched the radio. We'd all been right next to each other. The hut store was open, so we thought that maybe the radio was remote controlled, and one of the workers was inside the hut controlling it. Kinito decided to check inside while the radio was still playing, but he told us no one was there. After he came back to our side, the radio turned off by itself again, and that's when we started to get scared. Since it's clear that no one was there at the site, we scrambled out and ran to Sian and Raje's house, which was just beside ours. After an hour less, we saw the workers pass by in front of our houses. Sian is in mine, back from the Sari Sari store. Months after the house was finished, my friends and I befriended the caretakers of the house, a couple. Since the owner of the house isn't always there, the caretakers allowed us to play inside the house's wide garden. It has a small pond in the middle, and they even have a pet tortoise just roaming around the area. The couple mentioned that they've been experiencing things inside the house whenever they're alone, so they allowed us to play in the garden as a way to lessen the house's eeriness. After they mentioned their experiences, we said that we'd had some of our own. Then one day when my aunt and I were taking an afternoon walk, my aunt decided to chat with the caretakers. They were talking about having the house blessed, as the supernatural occurrences were getting worse. Things were being thrown from nowhere. As if they were talking in front of the gate, I suddenly heard something on the house's second floor, as if a book had been thrown heavily against a wall. My aunt and the caretaker also heard it, and the caretaker looked at us and said, Do you see what I mean? After that, they had the house blessed by the pastor from our church. After the blessing, we were never invited back to use the owner's house, so we don't know if it worked, and they didn't need the company anymore, or it didn't, and they didn't want us near it. Either way, this was the last encounter I had in that subdivision. Owing to family reasons, we relocated within months.